much for the privilege of coming. We appreciate you so much for bringing us here before you. Um, when people want to be here, but they cannot be here. They want to hear this word. We cannot hear this word, but we thank you because we're part of this fellowship, Lord. We thank you so much for your presence that is here. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for being here because we know where two or more are gathered, there you are. So we appreciate this privilege of being in your presence. Thank you so much. Thank you so much because Holy Spirit, you're gonna take perfect control because you want to guide us, you want to lead us and we are yielding ourselves to you. So we know that every deliberation, everything we're gonna say is gonna be from your mouth to our ears, to our mouth, to, our, to other people's ears, Lord. It will not be our thoughts that we'll speak today. It will be your word, expressly your word in Jesus' name. And even at this point, we just ask for every forgiveness of all our sins, because even as we're in your presence, we know the Father, Lord, does not tolerate any sin because he is holy. He is holy. He does not like sin. So we just ask for forgiveness of all our sins, wherever we may, whatever we might have done that may not be um, pleasing to the Father. Whether it is a sin, whatever it's a habit, <clears throat> whatever it is that we're doing that we know we're not supposed to do, that's a sin. Father Lord, we ask that you forgive us of all these things in Jesus' name. We ask for your mercy upon us. We ask that the blood of Jesus will cleanse us of all of our, our unrighteousness. We know our righteousness is like filthy rags. So we plead the blood of Jesus to cleanse us of all our unrighteousness in Jesus' name. We plead the blood of Jesus upon this platform that the blood of Jesus will speak for us on every angle. Thank you, Father Lord, for bringing us here once again. Thank you because your will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord. We appreciate you, Father, for what you've done so far. We yeah. thank you for what you're yet to do. Thank you, Baba, for in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. 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 And we're going to be talking today, discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. Discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness and our Key verses from 1 Timothy 4 7. 1 Timothy 4 7. And it says, I'll just read, it's a short verse. <clears throat> it says, have nothing to do with um, irreverent silly myths, rather, train yourself for godliness. That's what English Standard Version says. And New American Standard Bible says, but stay away from worthless stories that are typical of old men. Rather, discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. And that, and we're going to start with disciplining your mind. The poet Horace wrote, rule your mind or it will rule you. When a wrong thought comes into your mind, you have two choices. Entertain it or evict it. If you entertain it, it will move in and take up residence. And that's when your troubles begin in earnest. Notice we're not saying that your troubles begin when you do whatever. It's when those thoughts start that your troubles begin. So before you even do anything, your troubles already begin with the thoughts. And that's why we're talking about disciplining your mind. Proverbs 4.23 says, Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. That's NIV. NLT says, guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. 
Good News Translation says, be careful how you think. Your life is shaped by your thoughts. That's why we say your trouble begins when you start entertaining those wrong thoughts, when you let it move in, when you take up, let it take up residence. When those wrong thoughts come, you have those two choices. You, you can entertain it or you evict it. And that's why Proverbs is admonishing us. We need to guard our thoughts when those wrong thoughts come because they will come. Do not entertain it. Put up that barrier. Evict it right away. Tell it to hit the road. And we're talking about, a lot of us don't realize how serious the thoughts can be. How much, I mean, the Bible already tells us your life is shaped by your thoughts. One small thought, next thing you know, it be, goes all the way to an action. It, go, it could ruin your destiny. I mean, even <clears throat> just something, quote unquote, minor, like fasting. Let's say I'm fasting and I start thinking about how I'm going to break the fast. And I know I want to fast till, let's say, 6 p.m. in the evening. And at 10 o'clock in the morning, I'm thinking to myself, what am I going to eat at 6 when I break this fast? And I start thinking about, oh, how I'm going to make fufu. And oh my gosh, that's stew in the fridge. Oh my gosh, it's so good. It tasted good yesterday. That's how I'm going to break the fast. And next thing I know, I'm thinking about this food. Next thing I know, my mouth is salivating. Next thing I know, my stomach is grumbling. Next thing I know, I've broken the fast. I did not guard my thoughts. What about even... The, Jesus said, you have committed adultery when you even lost, because he knows the minute you start thinking about those things, entertaining those thoughts, mm. start looking about those, that lady, and you're like, oh, well, I can, I, I'm allowed to um, admire the uh, works of God, aren't I? It's a beautiful um, work of God, so I'm just looking just to admire and to Thank God. No, you can think about it for two seconds. Why are you entertaining the thought more than once? You've already thanked God once, move on. But next thing you know, okay, let me go talk to that sister. Let me go talk to that brother. Next thing you know, oh, well, both of us are engaged. We can be in the same house by ourselves. Nothing will happen. We're strong Christians. Entertaining those thoughts. Next thing you know, you are fornicating. Next thing you know, you are committing adultery. The Bible says, above all else, guard your heart. Guard your heart. Romans 13, 14 says, clothe yourselves with the Lord Christ Jesus and do not think, do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. Once you start thinking about it, you are most likely going to do it. Just like I was talking about, if you are fasting and you start thinking about how to, you are going to break the fast or what food you are going to eat. I've done it many times. And next thing I know, I'll break the fast because my mind is on the food. Instead of me to guard my heart and be focused on Christ. So again, we're talking about disciplining yourself for the purpose of godliness, but it all starts with the thought process. 
it all starts with our thoughts. We need to guard those thoughts. The Bible also says in 2 Corinthians 10, 5, take every thought captive to obey Christ. Bring all your thoughts to the obedience of Christ. Of course, we're always going to be thinking about something. What are we supposed to be thinking about? Philippians 4, it tells us, Leonivian transition says, now dear brothers and sisters, one final thing, fix your, your thoughts. On this. On <laughs> Thank you, Pastor. <laughs> Fix it because the Bible knows that our um, thoughts are going to wander. Mm. The Lord knows. Mm. Our thoughts, but it says, fix every time your thoughts are going to the right or to the left, bring it back. Fix mm. it back. Mm. What is true? Mm. What is honorable? What is right? What is pure? What is lovely? What is admirable? Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise so when you're thinking about how am i going to guard my thoughts when you're thinking about stuff is this stuff excellent is it worthy of praise is it glorifying god is it true is it honorable is it something that if <clears throat> they were going to put a projector on your mind and put it um, in Times Square and project all your thoughts for everybody to see, will you be proud of it? Again, we know things will come in our mind. The devil will bring thoughts to our mind. Are you entertaining it or are you evicting it? That is the question. So I continue. So like we said, the troubles begin when you start entertaining the thoughts. So in a democracy, you have the right to think, say and do as you please as long as it doesn't hurt anyone. But if you think, say, and if what you think, say, and do is hurting you, you say, I have my rights. Yes, but if you eat lots of sugar, salt and fat, you have no right to complain when it affects your health. <laughs> this one is speaking to me. Mm -hmm. This one is like, you should just have my name right beside it. Because I was talking to God and I was like, Father, Lord, I don't have energy. Uh -uh. Like I want to have, I want to be like Energizer Bunny so I can do stuff, get stuff done, be productive. I mean, I have, I know people that, uh, uh, they have energy from morning till night. Hey, what is my own now? Why don't I have energy? And the Father Lord is like, okay, what, are you eating right? What are you eating? Snickers at work, Kit Kat, M&M's. Even if you want to eat nuts, you're like, okay, not healthy. You not have to have M&M's in there. It's trail mix you eat. You'll be covered in, you know, chocolate covered nuts. It's like, what are you eating? <laughs> and even I know that also AS, I know I'm anemic, okay? So are you eating stuff that will help replenish your um, red blood cells? Mm. Are you eating iron-rich foods? Are you taking your iron supplements? Yes, I could do anything, but I shouldn't complain. I, nobody wants to hear me complain about being tired when I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. When I'm not doing the right thing. When I'm not taking care of this temple of the Holy Spirit. No, I can't be saying to Father Lord, Father Lord, give me energy. He has given me the tools to get the energy I need. Am I taking control and doing what is right? In the same vein, if you watch things on television and the internet that violate your conscience and God's word, 
you have no right to complain when you struggle spiritually. Mm. That you, you have all heard it. You are what you eat. You are what you consume. Whether your, what you consume is physical food or TV, social media, you will become that. You become that. So when you are sitting in front of the TV or scrolling through social media all day long, there's nothing wrong with <clears throat> social media. We thank the Lord for social media. Social media has helped us to be in so many countries with the platform. Social media helped people that one cannot reach with our hands and feet to hear the gospel. Social media is it's, it's a great tool but too much of a gain will become bad. Are you spending more, more time watching TV four hours, five hours, binge watching, but then they now say, okay, oh, come and attend Bible study for 30 minutes and you're like grumbling. Like, hey, this is what should be, I've already gone to church. They say you should come and read the Bible. Like, mm, yeah, this is boring stuff. Mm. Don't complain if you struggle spiritually. If you watch the TV and violate your conscience and God's word. Mm. So yeah, we can watch, you know, we all watch sermons, we listen to sermons, you know, we read God's word, we go back and listen to the day devotion. It's all social media and we thank the Lord for it. But are you watching stuff that's contrary to God's word that's not edifying your spirit that if they were to put it on display you'd be ashamed if you are watching all that don't complain when you struggle spiritually what about wanting a better life for your family wanting a better life for your family is a good thing but if you are drowning in debt because of out of control spending don't expect god to bail you out mm. Mm. always not always, but sometimes we try to, like they say, keep up with the Joneses. <laughs> we want a better life. We're like, ah, she did so so and so, brother so and so just bought a house. Ah, me too, I can buy a house now. Comparison. Thank you. Mm, thank you. Comparison. <laughs> Comparison. And that can cause us into out of control spending. We start drowning in debt. Because we want to, we see this person, we're like, ah, that person is on my level now. That person is doing this. Me too, I can do that too. I compare myself. We're in Bible um, prayer this morning, we talked about comparison. And God hates comparisons. We're all at different levels for different reasons. God has blessed us with different gifts, different um, blessings for different reasons. We should not be comparing ourselves. We should stay in our lane. Cut your coat according to your size. But out of control spending, don't expect God to bail you out. He is not going to reward bad behavior. Mm. not. Mm. Why does Paul write, discipline yourself? Discipline yourself because no one else can do it for you. We all want somebody else to do stuff for us. We want somebody else to pay the price for us. 
I want to be, you know, that I want to be self-disciplined, but you don't want to do what is necessary to be self-disciplined. Oh, I want to know the word of God. I want to hide it in my heart, but then you are not studying the word of God. I want to know God more. I want to, oh Lord, Father, Lord, I want to go to the next level with you. Father, Lord, please help me. Okay. Father, Lord said, yes, I could help you, but are you doing, are you being disciplined by yourself? Are you doing what's necessary? Are you making those sacrifices? Nobody else can do it for you. God is not a magician. He's not just going to wave a wand and say, poof. That is not how God works. You have to discipline yourself. You have a part in all of your own transformation. You have a part. You say, I'm going to begin tomorrow. How long have you been saying that? What are the chances you say it again tomorrow? Today is the tomorrow you were talking about yesterday. <laughs> Today is the tomorrow you were talking about yesterday. Like they say, tomorrow never comes because when it comes, it's today. <laughs> Make up your mind to take control of your life and ask God to help you do it. Notice he didn't say ask God to do it. And ask God to help you do it. You still have to do the discipline. You still have to take the action. Just like the Israelites, God gave them the promised land. We have been promised that we're overcomers, that Christ in Christ, we can overcome all things. But we, just like the Israelites had to still fight battles to claim that promised land, we also have our own part to do to claim the promises of God as overcomers. The Bible says we, are, we don't have a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and of, of, of self-discipline. One of the fruit of the spirit is self-discipline. But you have to work out your salvation, work to make it manifest in you. The Holy Spirit will help you, but you have to do your own part too. You have to do your own part. And it says here, tomorrow, today is tomorrow. Like we always say we'll do it tomorrow. We always say we'll do it tomorrow. But why do we say we'll do it tomorrow? If we think about it deep down, it's because we want to gratify the flesh a little longer. We want to like, like oh, we want to go on that diet, but we'll wait till tomorrow because we want to eat those bad things more today. We want to take that last bite. We want to sow our, sow our wild oats longer. Or we're waiting for perfect conditions. Perfect conditions will never come. We need to start today, today. The Bible says that whatever farmer who wants to wait for perfect weather will never plant. Mm -mm. And if that farmer watches every cloud, he will never harvest. Mm -hmm. In other words, if you wait for any perfect condition, you will not do anything. Perfect weather never comes. Perfect conditions never come. Another reason why we wait till tomorrow is because we're afraid of failure. We're afraid it won't work out. So we hope that that situation will just go away, will magically disappear. Again, God is not a magician. That's not, it's not just gonna magically disappear. We have to do our own part. We have to do our own part. So like we said, make up your mind to take control of your life and ask God to help you do it. 
he will. Paul writes, all things are legitimate, permissible, and we are free to do anything we please. For not all things are helpful, expedient, profitable, and wholesome. All things are legitimate, but not all things are constructive to character and edifying to spiritual life. It's amazing. I didn't know we're even going to talk about this today. We talked about this last week um, in a singles Bible study. And we talked about everything is permissible, like this Bible verse says, but not all things are constructive. There's no, we have rights. God has given us free will. Like I said about my own health, me being tired, God has given me free will. He would eat what I want, drink what I want, do what I want. But is it beneficial? Is it edifying? Is it constructive to my character? Is it helpful? First Corinthians 6.12 actually says, you say, I am allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. And even though I am allowed to do anything, I must not become a slave to anything. I must not become a slave to anything. What are you a slave to? What are you saying? Well, I'm allowed to do it, but you're a slave to it. Bad food, social media, watching TV for hours on end, shopping, the out of control spending. When you're like, oh, I'm just gonna go window shop, but you know you're not gonna window shop. Oh, I'm just gonna go buy one thing. And next thing you know, you spent $300. And you know, $300 to some people is nothing, but to some people is like, that might be half your paycheck. Out of control spending or pleasing people. What are you a slave to? What you are doing, is it beneficial? Is it helpful? Is it constructive to character? Is it edifying to your spiritual life? Is it glorifying God? That is the key question in everything we're doing because the Bible says whatever you do, whether you eat or drink, do it all to the glory of God. First Corinthians 10, 31. That's what the Bible says. Whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. But like we said, it all begins with your mind. When you are thinking about what am I a slave to, that bad food, why am I eating that bad food? What are the thoughts beside, behind it? Like I was sharing with my sisters on the same group, like I was just the past few months, I'll just be eating anything. Like if my mouth would not stop unless I'm sleeping or brushing my teeth, I'm just eating, eating everything. I have to chew gum, otherwise I'll eat. <laughs> it's like, what is going on? And I realized because I was going through stuff in my life, I was eating emotionally. Mm. I was using food mm. to try to fix something I should be going to God for. Mm. So it's as if as I'm eating, my I wasn't thinking because I didn't want to think. I, I don't know what my thought process was, but I just realized I was doing emotional eating and I had to repent and take it to Christ. But once I realized, my thoughts were the the genesis of that eating behavior it started with my thought process but thank the lord that he helped me realize that the same thing why are you on social media for so long it starts with your thought 
Romans 12, 2, the NLT version says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. It all starts with your thoughts. That's why we're talking about discipline your mind. Discipline your mind. That's why Proverbs 4.23 tells us, be careful how you think. Your life is shaped by your thoughts. As you're thinking, that's going to shape how you're acting. And as you're acting, that's going to shape your character. We pray that God will help us in Jesus' name. God will help us to guard our thoughts so that our lives will go in the way the Lord wants it to go in Jesus' name. Amen. And I'll just open up the floor for contributions, please. Wow. I don't think um, we, we can actually match what you've said so far, Sister Tulu. God bless you. Uh, may the Lord continue to uh, increase you in, uh, in more revelation. Uh, the way that you've presented and broken this down this morning, it's it's very self-explanatory. And uh, uh, the sample that you've given and everything that you've used so far, I uh, think... Um, only a, a, a little word is good for, for a wise person. Um, if there is any way that we allow our mind to, to control um, the spirit of God in us, then um, we need to just check ourselves to see who is actually in charge of our lives. Uh, that's the question we want to ask ourselves. Are we disciplined enough to surrender ourselves to the Holy Spirit so that the Holy Spirit can have control of our mind? Or we still allow that old self to still be coming and filtering itself in? And then the battle of mind uh, between the evil and the good um, starts colliding when all the time what we can be, we should be thinking as a children of God is to be thinking about what God What's important to God in our mind? Uh, are we allowing the world to influence our decision-making by what's inside of us? Because remember, all things should be passed away in our lives. All things have become new. Are we allowed that newness of Christ to develop? Or we see that old trace in our heart that we have not surrendered for the newness of Christ to develop. And that's where the mind uh, has been, uh, been challenging. It's been challenging. Um, when we don't process the word of God right in our hearts, uh, the enemy look at what we're thinking and then it bring that thought into physical. And then we react to that thought. So if what you're thinking, like you say, I'm fasting, I should be thinking about God, be praying, and be interceding and be studying the word of God and be focusing on why I'm fasting. Uh, why am I asking God that I want to seclude myself and separate myself to him? Focus on that. Instead, the devil comes and says, oh, yesterday you ate. And that when you think about yesterday you ate, then you will find yourself in the midst of people that are eating and the food looks good. And the next minute that you're gonna, you've forgotten that you're fasting, you're going to take a taste. And that is how the devil works. When your thought is concentrating on that thing, the devil will work it out, that he will walk your way into that same. The same thing goes on when we're thinking of things that are gonna defile our mind 
our body and contaminate our spirit. When we start thinking about it, because the Bible says, out of the abundance of heart, what comes out of you is that. Say, the way man thinks, so the man is. So if your thought has not been controlled by the Holy Spirit, you will be exhibiting your thought. And when you see somebody and their behavior is in one way, that's what they have in their mind. That's what they have in their mind. So you cannot, uh, you can't separate that from anything. Uh, but now when we start exhibiting the bad character of human and we expect God to bail us out, um, we need to repent of those areas before God can build us out. God is merciful. His hand is wide open. But he wants us to clean ourselves up by surrendering to him. We cannot be coming to him with the baggage in our heart and expect him to take that baggage and then walk with us with it. We must let go of those bags. All those thoughts, we must let them go because they cannot function with God. God doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. He wants you to surrender to him totally. And until we surrender to him totally, and he said, the one in charge of our mind. And how do we do that? It's simple. We say this all the time on this platform. Give yourself to the word because it's the letter. Uh, the, the, the letter killer, but it's the word of God that claims. It is the word of God that will purify you in and out. Many of us are not willing to sacrifice our time for the word of God to come in us, to, to, to dedicate our time, to even take a time out of our busy, busy body day. Because if you go back to how you start this morning, to when you finish in the night, all you're going to do is complain about all the hard work you did. But I can guarantee you, if you take a time out to spend time with God, he will give you the grace and he will give you the ability to see all the things that you've done to give him praise that you have the ability to do it. We don't do that. We don't give him that preference in our daily activity to even say, God, this is how far you brought me. When was the last time? Within the, how many hours now that we woke up? Maybe some of us woke up at three o'clock. It's 10 o'clock right now. Maybe within the seven hours right now, how many times has God crosses our mind? How many times have we meditated about we? How many times have we thought about it? But many of us have thought about everything that the world asks us to think about. But what did God ask you to think about today? Have you thought about what God wants you to do today? so that your mind can be set upon him. Then you're expecting peace. The Bible said, they that have their mind set upon him, peace will be their portion. Complain will not be their portion. Comparison will not be their portion. This morning we pray extensively about our comparison because it is a sin when you're comparing yourself to others. That means you're not appreciative of what God has done for you. And it's a sin when you're telling God, belittling him, that you did better for somebody than you did for me, then you're not appreciative. And when you're not appreciative, God doesn't like it. But God will help us to look at ourselves, look at where we are failing, look at where we are weak, and turn it over to him instead of struggling with them or trying to hide what is happening in the Christendom today. We'll prefer to hide those things, cover them up, 
and we think that God doesn't need you to expose it. The only time it's gonna you're gonna get healing is when you expose who you are. If you don't expose who you are to God, God can't do anything with you. You keep on covering it up. He that covereth his sin will not what prosper. But he that confess them and leave them on the side that I'm not doing them anymore, then prosperity come your way. We like to cover up. We like to pretend like we have it all. We're not able to open up. Then we that mind continue to control us. Say, I don't tell people. Don't share with them. And if they know, they may, they may think of, who cares what they know? Who cares what they know? Who you should worry about? It's what God is thinking about you. But we don't even have time to find out what he's thinking about us. May God help us all in the name of Jesus. Discipline your mind. Discipline your mind. Don't let all those nonsense come into it. Illegitimate things that the devil is bringing to you think that it's legit because they painted them gold or, or he polished them to make them look good. Behind it, trust me, it's dirt. It's nothing. They're useless. Because they can't take you to where God wants to take you. And God will help us in Jesus' name. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, Pastor. Definitely powerful, powerful. I love what you said about who is in charge of your life, who is in charge of your thoughts. Are we allowing the world to dictate our thoughts and hence our actions, hence our lives? That is so important. You know, we just letting our, our thoughts run amok, just letting our thoughts go with what the what we see on TV, that this is how things should be. Like we're talking about the devotional last week about, we're talking about marriage, you know, and you're like, you're seeing people's marriages on TV. You're like, oh, this is how it's supposed to be. Do not be conformed to that stuff. You should let your thoughts be based on the word of God, be based on what the Holy Spirit is wanting you to think about, wanting you to do, wanting you to fix your thoughts on. You should let your new, as a new creation, you should let that new creation come out through your thoughts. I definitely, definitely definitely love that. And it's like you said, surrender, repent. Is it what we're, we all make mistakes. We all do stupid things. That's the fact of the matter. But you have to repent, surrender, come back to God, bring it into the light. Like Pastor said, you can't do anything if you don't bring it into the light. If you don't bring it before God, if you don't repent, show yourself naked before the Lord God Almighty. And he's faithful to forgive us and help us. He's a merciful God. I thank you so much, Pastor. Very, very powerful. I appreciate that. So more contributions, please. More contributions. Yeah, good morning. Thank you very much. Good morning. Sister. Yeah, good morning. Thank you for um, the teaching. Also, thank you, Pastor. I think uh, um, as a, as a followers of Christ, this is one of the um, places that we need to truly put our focus on. Uh, to be able to truly grow and develop, you know, since we already accepted Christ as our Lord and Savior, we are justified and, you know, His righteousness is what God is saying in us. But our true transformation comes from, you know, our mindset, you know, uh, our, what we, you know, because when we say we believe in God, 
it is it, it is truly be, going to be tested by what we true you know what we have in my, in our mind because there's going to be a lot of projection i think this is one of those things sister bridget jesus talk about about the enemy will project things or that which will test so our, our, our mind it's a, it's a battleground that tests us to truly you know to know what we truly believe in and these thoughts like you know they come in various ways and all the characters that we exhibit it's based on our mind what we think about if he if he's like yeah if he said if he if it takes residence, then it becomes who we are. Then even though we are trying to profess that we believe in God, but those characters, those fruit that comes out of us shows, you know, what we truly believe, you know, like, like uh, on Sunday, I talked about one devotion that I read that talked about a neural pathway, that if we don't feel us with the word of God, you know, true fellowship, communion, and all those things, some other things will take residence in our mind. Then, just an example, like you made about uh, watching TV and all those things. Those are the things. You know, you know. There was one particular time. Uh, I think prior to the elections, you know, I used to watch a lot of news. And me and my friend were now talking. If you look at this First Timothy four seven, if you look for the New Living Translation, you know, Paul was trying to. Encourage Timothy not to get so involved in some arguments. And when you think about it, he said, First uh, Timothy 4 7, in this new, is it New Living Translations? Uh, let me see if I'm, I'm right there. 4 Timothy 4 7. Say, so do not waste your time arguing about godless ideas and old white, old wild stays. Instead, train yourself to be godly. You know, if the word of God is what is truly enriched in us, then we won't have to be able to even argue about it because the Holy Spirit will be the one leading us. But if we are filling ourselves with flesh, then those are the things we'll be arguing about. So I was, you know, me and my friend, we were so, and I was arguing about this particular, the temperance and yeah. And a Republican, and he made a, a notion to me, like, like he, that I was, you know, sounded so partisan. And I thought about it later on. The conviction came after he left that it was because I was filling myself with too much news, you know, on a particular station. You know, if I was filling myself with the word of God during those times, I was embattling those news. It's not bad to watch news, but for us not to focus on it. Or watching too much movies, or watching this, but watching sport, or doing this, or watching, you know, entertainment news. Then you get so attracted by the way, you know. That's why he said we shouldn't be conformed to the world, but we should let God transform our mind because that is where the battle is going to be won. Because it's what we feel in ourselves. That's why he said in our Galatians five, maybe from seventeen, nineteen, he's telling us that. There's going to be a tussle, it's flesh and, and the Holy Spirit. But if we if you fill ourselves with the word of God, then the flesh, I mean, then the Holy Spirit will be the one ruling us. But if we fill ourselves with all these thoughts, if we entertain, it's going to come, there's going to be different projections because we live in the real world right now that there will be different projections. But, you know, what, what do we entertain by feeling ourselves more? You know, sometimes, you know, I get into a situation, okay, I'm just checking my phone. Then before, and different updates comes on the phones, on the news app and all that. Before you know, if you scroll, 
you just find yourself scrolling endlessly, then you get caught up, you know. And, you know, when you, when you read the Bible plan, you quickly want to finish it so you can move on to the next thing. But on that one, you just find yourself perpetually scrolling. To train ourselves, we need to yield to the word of God. And it, it is based on the fact that we're doing a lot of things. We could be encompassed with a lot of things. But eventually, we are, we are not doing it. We, we, we are just forming business. We're not really achieving a lot. But like he said in this one, he said, discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. You know, discipline our mind. Our mind is a battlefield and that it is a place where we have to truly rule through Christ, through the equipment of the Holy Spirit and the word of God. So if we continue to give ourselves onto the world through fellowship and we can rule it, you know, we, we, you know and when you think about fasting, and this is one thing too that is uh, that is good for us to talk about in fellowship. When we talk about fasting, if if if, if food is the one the, the thoughts that is overruling us, yes, we can fast for food, but we can fast with other things too. This is one thing that I'm trying to do. You know, sometimes I say I'll do it, just like he said in this word, like okay, I'll do it today, tomorrow, I'll do it. We can fast in other things. And that's what people, that's what, if the things that are really making us struggle, because like I said, we have to go to the root of the thoughts that's always making us fearful, always making us fall short. And the root of it, because, you know, we're, like I said, in the devotional area, we're all focused on our behaviors, on our behavioral patterns. But what brings the behavior? It is the thoughts. It is the, uh, it is in our mind. The deep down in it, those thoughts, those neural pathways that leads us to that particular behavior. So we can fast if it's maybe I get agitated when I read some of the news about uh, some, some, some violence against the black people and the police shooting. I get agitated. Then, then I shouldn't you know, fill myself with those particular kind of news, right? I shouldn't be digging for it. If I get agitated in one particular, particular place, then I should... You know, don't fill myself up with that particular thing that is making me get annoyed or get aggravated and all those things. Those are the ways. And we can fill that spot with the word of God. And the Holy Spirit will illuminate the mind of illuminate the mind of God for us in our life. And this is a struggle. That's why I say we can fast in those things. We can, you know, I can fast in, you know, not filling myself in, in 24 hours with four hours of news, you know, I can, you know, I can fast in what I feed my eyes with, what I, what I feed my, you know, mind with. And, you know, those are the things, ways that, you know, I've been ministered to, but it's not like I, as I'm saying it, I'm, <laughs> I'm excelling in it because, you know, yesterday I was telling myself that I wasn't going to, I was going to deprive myself of watching, you know, enough TV, but eventually I saw HBO yesterday, released on uh, uh released uh, the the batman movie the new batman movie because i didn't watch it movies. i was like oh it just came out there i felt <laughs> i felt for it and i watched what i'm saying is those are the things you know even though i already made up my mind okay i'm not gonna watch movies for like for a couple of days you know just to be able to get you know get be accountable for my time and you know fill myself up with the will of god for me for that day but you know we're for sure but these are the things if we are getting convicted about it and we are 
discussing it as a fellow in 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 this forum, that means God is telling us that we have to actually take control by yielding to the spirit, by submitting to the body. If we continue to submit to the flesh, that we will let the flesh, you know, rule our minds. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Brian. Thank you. Thank you for this powerful um, contributions. I love what you said that you reminded us that the mind is a battleground. Mind is a battleground. True transformation comes through renewal of the mind. And when we realize, when we know it on a conscious level, when it's part of our everyday thoughts, when we know it like flesh and blood, that that mind is a battleground, it will help us realize the importance of guarding our thoughts. Because the devil knows that the mind is where it begins from. So he'll feed stuff, stuff into our mind. We need to not be yielding to those negative thoughts, yield to the word of God, like Briar just said. Let our mind be ruled by the word of God, by the power of Christ through the word of God. God help us to understand this on a very, very deep level, that the mind is a battleground. It is not neutral. There's nothing neutral about there's no demilitarized zone in the mind. You are either for Christ or you are not. You are being ruled one way or the other. It is a huge battleground. And God will help us to know that we, to realize it on a deep level. God will give us revelation of that so that we'll be guarding our thoughts with all diligence. Once we know that, we will not let anything just come in our mind. And God will help us. We have time for one more contribution before we... Um, Head over to Pastor. Do we have any other contributions? Well, well just, just to uh, praise God, God bless you all. I, I just want to appreciate all the contribution. You know, this topic, the way it is, if we want to, it can take hours for us to talk about it. And, mm -hmm. uh, but somehow, you people have just summarized everything, you know, in a notion. And uh, it's just my prayer that God will help us to actually, uh, you know, apply our heart to all the cancer, the ministrations that have come today. You know, you know, you have typically used yourself as an example, Brian. has, you know, it is to encourage us to to let us know that nobody is exempted from this thing. It's a battle. It's just a battle, and God will help us to be able to fight it. You know, Romans chapter twelve verse two has told us what to do. We should renew our mind. How do we renew our mind? With the word of God. When it comes, throw the word of God to Satan. That's the Lord Jesus Christ us example in Matthew chapter four. When devil, after he has tempted, the devil said, do the, do the, what did he say? He said, man shall not live by bread alone. You shall, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Only him shall you serve. It is the proceeding word. That is the only way we can conquer it. If I tell you things that come to my heart at times, I will be wondering, ah, Lord, where is this thing coming from? Mm -hmm. You know? But one thing I tell myself, I say, Satan, you cannot intimidate me with all the projections that you are bringing. So I will hit him with the word of God. He doesn't, Satan does not know you are mad, you are a fool. The only thing he recognizes is the word of God. So that is why we should feed on the word of God. The Lord bless us in Jesus' name. Let me give you a chance to pastor. Amen. Thank you, Sister Bridget. Thank you, Sister Bridget. Uh, um, let me just leave this with you, a quote that I heard a long, long time ago. It says, if you sow a thought, you reap an action. If you sow an action, you reap a habit. If you sow a habit, you reap a character. 
if you sow character, you reap a destiny. When you sow that and let that evil thought fester in your mind, you are affecting your destiny in the long run. God will help us in Jesus' name. Pastor, I'll hand over to you. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you very much, uh, Statolo. Thank you, Rayo, uh, Sister Bridget. Um, you know, what Bridget, Sister Bridget just said um, is that we can only renew our mind. And once we renew our mind, um, God will help us. Uh, we are not above temptation. Remember that. Mm -hmm. Temptation is there and it's going to come and always continually come. But one thing that we need to do is so, uh, like Sister Dami just posted that every day, Paul said, I discipline my body, bring it to subjection. Uh, that's uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27. We must discipline ourselves. And thank God, Brian, used that uh, scenario today that he decided to say, this is what I want to do for the Lord. But uh, something come up. And, uh, but one thing that we need to keep in mind is that we are, we are human, and um, but we need to allow the spirit of God to flow through us. It is not an easy thing, but when things come to want to break what we propose to do for God, it is the word of God that remind, Holy Spirit reminds us using the word of God to say, listen, today you have committed that day for the Lord. Whether baptism might come out, whether anything come out, I'm not going to go with it. I will look at it tomorrow, but today is of the Lord, the word of God. We give us that strength. And God, and none of us is perfect in that. Like, right, I've used that example. I have done that example to myself. That, okay, today I am just not going to drink coffee for today as a sacrifice for the Lord. When I get to work and the stress is so much and all of those things, I got into the break room. I forget about it. I poured the coffee, already tasted the coffee before I remember that. Oh, you're supposed not to drink coffee for God today. It happened every day. But we need to just constantly. Leave our antenna on for the Lord. If our antenna is to the Holy Spirit all the time, it will quicken us. Before we fall, it will have grabbed us to say, don't do that. Because you remember, I am here with you. And how do we do that? Meditating, constantly praying that everything that comes our way. Bible say, Jesus said, lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from the evil thing that want to steal the joy of the Lord that I'm going to get today. That's what we need to do. And God will help us. It will help us. And that's where this platform is for. And I want to encourage those people that are actually have the opportunity to join this platform or get a chance to go back to listen to what we are discussing. This is daily experience, life experience we are discussing. And that's the only way we can grow. And I thank God for everyone that's committed their time to come into this line because we are sharing our experience and it's impactful in the life of one person or the other. God will continue to strengthen each and every one of us. But one thing we'd like to give a chance to for people that hearing now or people that may hear later on, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you cannot start having any mindset that can withstand the temptation of the enemy. First, you must ask him to come into your heart by disciplining your heart to say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Come into my heart. Help me to discipline this body. Help me to discipline this heart so I can start letting the word of God, living word of God to flow through my mind because our mind is polluted. The Bible says the heart of man is desperately wicked. The only thing in there is evil. There is no good thing in our heart. But when Jesus comes into our heart, he cleans them out. He allowed the Holy Spirit to start living right. So just say this prayer. Lord Jesus, forgive me. Have mercy on me. 
Come into my life. Be my Lord and my personal Savior. I confess you this morning. Lord Jesus, you're the Lord over my life. If you say that prayer, welcome to the kingdom. Just go and look for a Bible-believing church. We pray that the Holy Spirit will fall upon your heart. We start guiding you from this moment onward. Tell them you just become born again. They will walk with you. If you can't find a church, go on the internet. Type rccg.org. You will find the redeemed Christian church of God close to you. Tell them you just became born again. And they will start working with you to start having a mindset that can be productive. And not only productive, pleasing to God. So you can have a clean heart and a genuine spirit that you will not be living a heart that is dirty. Uh, because there is nothing good in our heart. The only thing that makes our heart good is the spirit of God. The rest of us, we've heard it. We've heard it. Let's make conscious efforts to say, today, I am going to do what God wants me to do. And if the temptation comes, I pray that the Holy Spirit will quicken our mortal body. It will quicken us to say, don't do it. This is what I'm going to do. And the grace to yield to the Holy Spirit. It will grant unto us in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for your daughter that you've used today. We pray that, Lord, you will replenish her. You will give her more wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. As she'll be ministering again this evening, Father, I pray for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. More revelation of your word for her in the mighty name of Jesus. And Sister Titi as well in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, we have heard this word this morning. Father, we pray that this word will not stand against us in the day of judgment. In in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Ability to, to discipline ourselves, to discipline our mind, to not allow evil thoughts to cross our mind. Give us the grace to bring them to, to, to subjection to the Holy Spirit in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Every thought that wants to raise themselves above our God uh, in our mind, uh, Lord, give us the grace to bring them down in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And is there be any thoughts uh, that have been contaminated in our spirit this morning? We plead the blood of Jesus that Lord, let your blood flush them out in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we commit the rest of the day into your hand that we don't want to think anything evil, but we want to think everything good. Guide our thoughts, direct our heart, Holy Spirit, uh, the word of our mouth, the meditation of our heart, let them be acceptable in thy sight in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, eternal rock of ages. This evening when we gather together, let only your name be glorified in Jesus' mighty name we are praying. Amen, amen, amen. Let us share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. I am the one the Lord has blessed, so shall it be in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Satelo. Thank you, everybody, for joining. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. And that may the Lord guide you and direct you and shine his light upon you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, sir.